0: Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, I'm joined by Matt Renfro, the co-founder and CEO at Lynx, and Ken Abel, the chief information officer and co-founder at Lynx. How are you doing today, gentlemen?
1: well. Thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on. I saw your your company be tagged in a couple posts a few weeks ago. There were some announcements, started reading more about it, started seeing that a lot of the team was even though you're spread out, was in the Boston area, which I'm originally from. And I was like, all right, we need to have them <laughs> on the podcast. And here we are. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
1: Sure you well, have
0: um, yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to have you both on. If uh, Matt, if you want to start and then, Ken, you can kind of uh, go from there. Just tell the audience a little bit about your backgrounds for anyone that's not familiar with you, and then we'll talk more about
1: links. Awesome. So I'll start us off. I'm Matt Renfro, co-founder and CEO of Lynx, as, as you mentioned. And my background is at the intersection of financial services, payments, and healthcare. And the last six years, I I had spent at United Health Group and Optum. Most recently stood up and really helped stand up Optum's direct-to-consumer business called the Optum Store. And, and before that, I spent the majority of my time within Optum Financial Services, where I was chief product and strategy officer of our industrial chartered bank, which was primarily known for being the nation's largest health savings account administrator. And uh, also ran something called Optum Pay, which was primarily how United Healthcare would facilitate claims payments to their vast provider network. And we were always focused on, on during those times um, Really looking at how can we help enable people, in addition to health plans, better afford and, and pay for health care in a seamless way. And anyway, a, a lot of what we saw over during our time at Optum really has influenced some of our perspective of the need to bring modern financial technology to healthcare, which is what we're doing at Lynx. Thanks, Matt.
0: Yeah, Kat, yeah, we'd love to yeah, hear sure. More you. Sure.
2: So Ken Abel, co-founder and chief information officer. Um, so Matt and I have 10 years of history working together across now three organizations. So I've spent nearly two decades in financial services technology, spanning various types of banking, so crystal investment, and then most recently, healthcare industrial banking. So most recently, I was chief information officer for Optum Bank that Matt mentioned, um, where I led technology strategy and execution at the intersection of banking and healthcare. Um, Two very heavily regulated industries, as you all know, and um, and just really happy to be here and want to go through the the good things that we're doing at Lynx.
0: Great. Well, this is the first episode that you've both been on. So typically, whenever we have a a new company on, we'd love to hear more about uh, your your why, how, what. So Matt, maybe you can start and then Ken, you can pick up. Kind of throughout th- those uh, three core pieces of the company
1: yeah sounds great so you know i, I guess th- the first thing is at lynx our tagline that you might have seen online is we're introducing modern fintech to healthcare and when i'm asked why, why why does fintech and healthcare need to intersect there there's some obvious answers related to fintech hasn't necessarily made its way to healthcare as it has other industries. It's not easy to do a buy now pay later for a medical bill or to, to really uh, manage a financial account similar to how we manage our personal bank accounts, which, which are, are great potential reasons. And, you know, there's growing programs, not only in the commercial space, but debit card programs in Medicare and Medicaid that could really have a meaningful impact on people. But, um, but, but are also not necessarily managed by best-in-class banking and payment institutions. But where, where our why actually starts is this fact at a population level, which is largely ignored by the incumbents in both financial services and healthcare and even payments, which is health and finance for people is directly tied. And when you look at someone with a lower socioeconomic status or their socioeconomic status decline, their health status tends to follow, which manifests itself in poor outcomes for that person's wallet and their personal health. And because of these industry silos, we see massive opportunities to drive enhanced affordability, to to drive health engagement and financial security for all spectrums of Americans through closing this gap between health and finance. And that's really what, you know, big picture, what we're going after. Our mission is to close this gap between health and finance for all Americans through the introduction of the most modern financial technology to healthcare. So that that's that's our why. And and Ken, maybe I'd flip it over to you if there's anything you'd add there before going into the how and what.
2: No, I, I think that's right. If we boil it down to three things, it's improving engagement in healthcare. Leveraging the financial services and banking engagement you get from individuals. There's introducing or improving the electronic payment processes, so making payments easier for individuals. And then closing the gap between the payer and the the payment solution, the, the payer and insurer medical claims process. And the payment solution, making those two tie together so that it's easy for the member to understand the status of their claims and the status of their payments.
0: Imagine Matt the added drama if if Ken said, that's actually wrong. That's <laughs> not what hey. that, that's not what I I don't know where he's going with this, but <laughs> that is not what we discussed. That would have been drama filled. People would have been like, Whoa, wait a second. No. That's that's what we we expected to hear, Ken. So I'm glad that everyone everything lined up. Um, would uh, maybe you guys can do a similar approach to the next question? As far as uh, this is why I'm always curious, right? People, Simon, Sinek says people are interested in your why, how, what. So that's why I've always focused in on that whenever we have someone on for the first time. So I'd love to hear kind of how how links works, and you can even start like. By saying the by going into more of the what first, if it, if it's easier, but um, I know our audience would be super curious because they're always curious about learning about the newest companies and the the areas that they're addressing.
1: Yeah, perfect. And our how and then what is is pretty connected. But I'd say, actually, going into one more issue of the why, if I'm a you know we talked about the consumer dynamics of how this health and finance is not connected. If I'm a leading health plan. And I recognize that, hey, my commercial members are struggling with affordability, and I want to um, run an innovative program that consolidates their healthcare wallet, HSAs, incentives, financing. Or I see in the Medicare space that there's growing debit card programs, and maybe I'd want to consolidate how supplemental benefits work. I, as a leading health plan, I don't have a payment and banking partner who can treat me agnostic to line of business and understands the strategic needs of what I'm trying to do to improve maybe star ratings in Medicare to take out costs and commercial. And that's where we come in. Lynx is bringing the most modern banking and payment technology and e-commerce technology to healthcare that is agnostic to line of business for a health plan, where we've taken some of the learnings we've seen in Medicare, and nothing stops us from applying it to an HSA as an example. Um, But we're bringing this modern uh, API first and really programmatic API banking payment and e-commerce platform, agnostic to line of business for the plan to enable health plans to embed health fintech services within their ecosystem. Whether that is helping people pay for care or differentiating in Medicare with a new type of payment card, we are at their disposal. And the, the kind of secondary component is this platform, this API platform of programmatic APIs, we're not just restricted to health plans. So any tech company, digital healthcare company, uh, there's disruptors in the payroll space, benefits administration, anyone that, that would see value in having a greater financial relationship with their member is able to tap into this ecosystem. So that could mean, for a payroll provider, being able to fulfill an ask from my employer customer to manage a modern HSA within my existing digital experience instead of using a legacy system. Or if it's a tech-enabled uh, digital health provider who's at risk for certain populations and they want to prescribe food as medicine via a debit card for their diabetic population. All of that is possible with our platform. and. And the core of this platform launches in a few months. So I probably rambled way too much for Ken to opine anymore, but what would you like to add?
2: I know I think you covered it mostly. I would just say we, we reduce the need for our clients to partner with a number of different partners for their FinTech needs. We aggregate a lot of those services together and to Matt's point around our APIs, they're fully functional. End-to-end services for the entire journey of that member, leveraging that financial services account to pay for health expenses.
0: Interesting. It's you guys. I, w- one of the things I really like about what you're doing here is I like the the familiarity too that you two had with each other before, obviously starting the company. Uh, I think, given the spaces that you you both come from too. Perfect, right for for this opportunity that you're you're tackling. Um, what what are some of the? I, I want to talk a little bit about the future of this space. Or your like what you're willing to say. I don't want you guys giving away your you know your all your strategy and your game plan here. But I think you're both innovators in this space. I'm always curious when I speak with the innovators. Kind of paint us a picture of where you think this can head. Uh, what you're willing to share. Don't, again, don't give us the house, but I I know our audience would be really curious to hear from you on that issue.
1: Yeah, I I think where we're headed and I I don't think there's anything crazy we'd be giving away is if we achieve our mission, our, our mission is really to close this gap between health and finance for people and achieving that mission is being able to partner with a number of health plans and to partner with other disruptors that have large distribution, to start to really help drive an ability for people to save time and money across all their healthcare interactions, whether it's um, managing a modern financial account or saving money on an over-the-counter product or being able to find savings, whether it's on benefit or off benefit through unique ways of buying drugs. There's a real financial component of where we can help people attempt to save time and money in healthcare. And there's a real e-commerce component of how we can start to transform, you know, maybe the legacy mail order catalogs in Medicare or um, other ways of procuring products into a new type of virtual care and pharmacy platform that has your financial accounts embedded. So, um, but beyond that, we're kind of, um,
2: well, I'll, I'll, I'll
1: flip it to Ken.
2: Yeah. What, what I'd say is individuals are being asked to cover more of their healthcare expenses and with that, there's going to be an expectation for transparency around the invoicing and what they may owe, and real time processing. So moving away from multi-day settlement cycles to real time, so they have a, a full accounting of of what they owe and what options they have to pay. One of the things, one of the the tangible sort of changes I'd like to see is a transformation from the notion of you may owe to you have paid. So looking to to really improve the transparency of the healthcare payments process. As
0: as we get ready to wrap up here a little bit, we keep these episodes pretty short and sweet the goal would be to have you both on again by the way uh in the near future to to dive into some of the other areas that you're you're focusing in on in the space this is really your overview episode but you're you're giving us a good glimpse into the future as well as we wrap up if you could just talk a little bit about your your recent raise who participated and then what's next as a result of that i think that'd be a great way to uh to, to wrap things up
1: yeah sounds great so we Started the company about a year ago and raised a $2.5 million seed round in, I guess it was April 1st of last year, so less than a year ago. And that was led by 406 Ventures and Frisk Cresty participated. And we have some interesting angel investors from both financial services and healthcare. And we had been in stealth mode until about a few weeks ago and we just closed a $15 million Series A and announced links to the public. And that's where Obvious Ventures co-led with 406 Ventures and Frisk Cressy again participated and a few other, um, you know, senior executives participated from an angel perspective. And we had some other strategic institutions right, you know, down the street from me, Winter Street Ventures, an affiliate of Commonwealth Care Alliance. Probably, I could see their building from where I am right now, and uh, I, I'm a Northeastern grad, so we had Northeastern's Angel Fund participate a bit, and and we also had Shields Capital, Jack Shields, and um, uh, the Shields Health Solutions team. So we have great investors across the board. We've got a great team, and we're kind of um, you know we're just getting started here, but we we feel like we're in a great position to. People to start um, experiencing what modern fintech is, whether it's in Medicare, commercial, Medicaid, and beyond.
0: Anything you want to add, Ken? As we as you wrap things up, or are we are we are we good to go?
2: I think we're good to go. We we like the dedication of our investors. They've helped us um, assemble the great team that we've assembled, and we're really ready to hit the ground running. Um, so
0: yeah. I know a few of the ones you mentioned, I mean, they're all, oh, I've like actually talked with people at a few of them is what I mean. I've heard of all of them. Those are great firms that you were able to, to get into the fold. Obviously, uh, you know, Matt can, originally being from the Boston area, I think that's why I know a lot of, especially know a lot of those names, right? Because um, as you said, where, where you're at right now, Matt, is you're near all of those, uh, all of those investors are in close proximity. So that's pretty cool. But uh, thank you again, both for, for coming on the podcast. I can't wait to have you back on again soon and wish you and the team all the best of luck.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, thank right. you. Thank you so much.